All right, YouTube, it is the last day of the first quarter of 2022. With a reset that is imminent, a reset that is underway, we are talking about the current events, cryptocurrency, how to prepare yourself for the greatest transfer of wealth in world history. Thank you for tapping in. Thank you for sharing this message. I appreciate you all. We have another hard-hitting episode here for you guys tonight. Once again, we are here to reveal the truth. We're here to give you guys the plan and we're here to help you guys survive and thrive during these times. I appreciate you all. And for the fact checkers that are watching me tonight, just remember, I'm just sharing mainstream news. Nothing I'm sharing here is financial advice. It's up to you to make your own decisions, do your own research, and I wish you all the best. Let's run it up. Thank you for coming in tonight. Let's get it. So you know I had to do it. You know I had to start it off with the criminal campaign conspiracy. Now, let me remind all the fact checkers that are watching me right now. Okay? This is a CNN article. CNN. FEC finds Hillary Clinton campaign and DNC over Trump-Russia dossier research. Now, it was an absolute slap on the wrist, $8,000 fine for the Clinton campaign. And then the DNC, I think, got sued about 100 a little over $100,000. So a little slap on the wrist fine for Hillary Clinton campaign and the DNC over the fake Trump-Russia dossier research. Now, I'm not here to give you guys any opinion. I'm just here to read off the headline. You guys can connect the dots. But we have an incredible question here coming in from a digital asset investor. Where's this at? Right here. Digital Asset Investor, wasn't Gary Gensler in charge of the finances on this? And what a great question. He was, DAI. Gary Gensler was the CFO of the Hillary Clinton campaign. This whole thing is tied together. This whole thing is getting exposed. I just want to say shout out to the XRP Army. We will be winning this case. Uh, it is only a matter of time. This whole thing is getting exposed. And it's much more than them just going after Ripple. This whole thing is about trying to strip our nation of everything that made us good, everything that made us great, and everything that gave us an opportunity at uh, succeeding in life. These people want to take it all from us, and we're exposing it from the top down. Gary Gensler, the criminal campaign conspiracy that he was in charge of the finances on. So not only is he holding back American innovation, picking winners and losers with the Ethereum free pass, but we also have this type of activity going on. Now, I'm not here to share anything further. So for all the fact checkers, right, this is up for you guys to go fact check. You guys can run up the Google. Google search this. Confirm it for yourself. Gary Gensler was the CFO of this campaign. And if we go back to the CNN article, the FEC has found and they have fined guilty the criminal campaign. That is not political. That is not uh, anything. It's just straight truth. And if you can't handle the truth, well... You've probably tuned out because we're going to give you guys the truth, whether we have to call out the left, the right, anyone who's selling us out, anyone who has this lined up. The key inflation gauge is set to hit a 40-year high as gas and food soar. So inflation is here at about a 40-year high currently. And remember, this is just going off of the fake, phony government CPI data, right? This is all lies. 
Okay, I hope you guys have a plan and I hope that you guys have been preparing for this moment. We sure have. We've been talking about this for a while now. We've been preparing for this. Inflation is the most destructive monetary force because it's invisibly, it invisibly extracts wealth, leaving people angry and confused. Deflation creates defaults. Inflation creates chaos. And we know that they will bring chaos so that they can bring their order. That is the plan all along. And remember, we do need a reset. This thing's completely out of control. Right now we're in the fight. Uh, we're fighting the good fight. We're trying to restore the principles that made this country uh, great. We're trying to see these principles spread throughout the world. You know, just the basic Bill of Rights. Just an incredible document there with the Constitution uh, that is being challenged every day by these people that have sold us out. They don't have the interest of the American people at hand here. They care more about getting bailed out by Wall Street, the central bankers, the military industrial complex, and they have completed a new world order rollout here. Uh, we are here. We are confronting it right now, and we are in the battle. I, I shouldn't say that they've completed it because we're in the middle of it. Okay? This is the war that that is underway. Inflation is the remedy for the crisis that we face. We have a debt crisis, liquidity crisis. If they don't inflate, then they're going to have to pay back their debts uh, with, with the money that they got. That's why they have to inflate this thing. And even if, uh, you know, they raise the interest rates and it slows things up a little bit, they're still going to, they're not going to be able to stop the inflation. The inflation's already here. The data is lagging. The data is phony. The data is BS. You know, when you go to buy your groceries, you know, when you go to buy your gas, you're getting squeezed right now. This is the squeeze of the American middle class, and it's happening around the world as well. I just speak mostly on behalf of America because that's the country that I live in. That's the country that I understand the most. But this is happening worldwide, and it's actually uh, worse in some areas as well because they don't have a reserve currency that they can print like uh, the benefit that we have here in America. Now, coming in from Jim Jordan, almost 250. This is where it gets ridiculous. This is where it's all done by design. The destruction of this monetary system, the financial system, the market cycle, the debt cycle. Okay, and as you see, inflation causes chaos. That is the internal disorder. And now we have the world war stage, the external disorder with the rest of the world ditching our dollar, our weaponized swift system. We're now shooting blanks because no one cares. We're done with the US dollar. We're done with your swift system. You're shooting blanks over there at the United States. But uh, this is what's happening here. Almost $250 billion in COVID relief has been lost or stolen. There's $300 billion that hasn't even been spent. Joe Biden wants $22 billion more, plus a $5.8 trillion budget. Are they trying to make the inflation crisis worse? Mr. Jim Jordan, I do believe they are. And it's a shame to see because the, the middle class and the poor are the ones that get it the worst. Yahoo Finance, losing 5% was the best you could do in stocks and bonds this quarter. This was, if we continue on here, the worst quarter in decades. A dozen S&P 500 stocks just had their worst quarter ever as tech stocks sloughed off nearly $2 trillion in value. So the markets have just been uh, sliding to start off this year. And we warned about this. 
specifically in cryptocurrency, because that's what I watched so closely, I was warning about Bitcoin entering a bear market in December. No one wanted to hear that. Everyone was in denial about that. We were all in the super cycle theories, the forever pump. This thing's never coming back down below 50K. And look what happened, right? And the reason why we were predicting that is because in the previous two bull runs, Bitcoin topped out in December. Now in this bull run, Bitcoin topped out in November. We thought that a new top would come in in December. A new top did not come in, but we were spot on with our analysis of entering the bear market. That was the 40% liquidation event on December 4th. Now, since that event occurred, I have not been investing in cryptocurrency. I did buy XRP again today, though. I did buy some XDC recently. I did buy some XLM. What else have I done? I picked up some silver. That's all I've bought during this bear market. I bought XRP, XLM, XDC. Oh, and I just bought IOTA. Finally, I finally got my hands on some IOTA. It was at an attractive enough price, and it's been suppressed. It hasn't hit its all-time high since 2017. So I don't own any of the cryptos besides XDC that hit an all-time high last year. I own only suppressed assets. Silver, XRP, XLM. That's all I own. Little bag of XDC. And that's what we do here. We buy the suppressed assets before the... We know what the trend's going to be before the trend hits. And that's because we read the plans of the elites. We listen to them when they talk. We knew that this was their plan going into this year. Once we figured out that this was a Shemitah year, part of the seven-year cycle in the Hebrew calendar, uh, this, this is why we knew that the reset was going to occur, or that we were at least going to have a pullback, uh, a, a recession. And now, see here, this is from David Rosenberg here on Twitter. We don't need to debate recession. It's arrived for 80% of the economy via real disposable income. The people are out of cash. The people are broke. They're getting squeezed. They're trying to save what, what little money they can. Real disposable income at 0.2% in February for the, four, for the seventh straight decline. Only other time this happened, try December 73 through June of 74, amid the recession that few saw coming. Denial isn't an effective strategy. So once again, they told us that inflation was transitory, right? Not a big deal. Inflation is transitory. It'll go away, guys. Don't worry about it. Now look at where we're at. They told us it was going to be transitory, and now we see uh, clearly it's just been getting worse, and the numbers are a lie, right? And now the data does not lie. The people are out of cash. The people are feeling it, Okay. So this is why we get so serious. This is why we talk about our strategies in regards of everything else besides crypto as well, because we put it all together. To just be focused on crypto would be immature, irresponsible, and we would not make it. Crypto is just one part of the strategy. Now, in, re in regards to the Russia-Ukraine situation, the financial war, the currency war that is well underway, despite Russian, or, uh, sorry, despite Western sanctions, Russian ruble and banks are recovering. So we showed the chart yesterday. The ruble is back up to pre-invasion levels. So it's recovered uh, completely, paired up with the U.S. dollar. Now, what's happening here is they got hit. Russia got smacked. The, the sanctions did have a, a little effect over there, and they did feel the pain. And you saw a lot of the Russian banks, a lot of the Russian stocks have been shut down. They got killed. Um, the ruble got killed, absolutely smacked. 
but they ripped the Band-Aid off. What we're doing over here in America is a slow death. What they're doing in these other countries, is, especially Russia, is they ripped off the Band-Aid. They're feeling the pain, right? But now they can heal. Now they can recover. The White House is saying we are seeing an artificial propping up of the ruble by the central bank and government. So, of course, they're propping up their central bank and government while we print trillions of dollars in a mass $30 trillion in debt, over $100 trillion in unfunded liabilities. But but Russia's the ones who are keeping it propped up. Okay, got it, check. Now, we heard Putin announced today that unfriendly countries must pay for Russian gas and rubles from April 1st. Russia will halt gas contracts if buyers don't pay in rubles. So we've had the Western countries in Europe flexing, acting tough, saying that we're not going to pay you in rubles. Mr. Putin's playing his card. He's saying, yes, you will, or we will halt the gas contracts. So this is getting real now. And, you know, like I've been saying, the prices have been going up, but they haven't quite cut off the West yet. So we've been getting this price shock. We've been getting killed at the pump when we go to fill up our tanks. If you're in Europe, you're feeling the cost as well. But they haven't even shut off the supply yet. So if Putin actually goes forward with this on April 1st, uh, there's going to be more pain to be felt. And as I keep saying, there's more pain to come. Over here in the West, we're fat and happy. But our time is coming. Coming from Luke Groman, plot twist. One month on from the Russia invasion of Ukraine, Russia is not selling its central bank gold reserves, but the U.S. is selling its uh, SPR oil reserves. Let's watch. Yeah. Strategic petroleum reserves. So this is our strategic resources. The ones that we're supposed to keep right as a backup we're going to release the most amount of reserves uh just got announced today by biden so while russia is still able to hold on to their gold they're forcing everyone to accept rubles and they're sitting on the world's gas supply they have the winning hand at the poker table right and they just raise the bet they just up the ante The problem is, is the U.S. has nothing left. The U.S. has no more firing power, and neither does Europe. Biden is ruining the country. Yes, but um, we all understand that he's just a puppet. He's just playing his part, whatever Mr. Biden is. Okay, so coming out here from Coindesk, we now have Elizabeth. I got a plan for that. Warren says it's time for the U.S. to move towards creating its own central bank digital currency. So, as we've been talking about, you have a gang here that's representing the American people, or they're supposed to be representing the American people, that uh, is ready to go full forward here with the attack on free, open, permissionless cryptos, and they're going to push this central bank digital currency. As I say, and you guys don't like to hear it, but I'm just going to continue to reiterate this, you're not going to have privacy, they're going to surveil everything, Uh, they're going to track everything. And the part that gets scary for me, because I, I got nothing to hide. I don't really worry about my privacy. Where it gets concerning for me is when they start to shut you off because you sent some money to a trucker convoy. You, you tried to fund 
um, a, a political movement that they don't like. That's where that gets concerning for me. The privacy aspect, it's already all being tracked. I mean, right now we have hundreds of people watching us. We have, I have thousands, hundreds of thousands of people watching me. Privacy, you know, I, I do worry about it, but the main issue for me is them being able to turn me off, them being able to take out my channel, them being able to take us out off of these platforms just based off of the fact that we call out the truth. I'm not here to give a political opinion and tell you that Elizabeth Warren's good or bad. Now, uh, I will just come out and say right now, though, that Elizabeth Warren um, is a hypocrite. And she's absolutely selling out the American people. Right? As she hops off her private jet, she tells us that we need to live like peasants. That's unacceptable for me. Thank you for the suggestion, but I'm going to pass on letting my country go back to a third world status and living and owning nothing and being happy like you guys want. That's unacceptable, Elizabeth. Thank you for the suggestion. I understand that you got a big plan for that. I have a different plan. And you're not going to stop my plan because you can't. We have the truth on our side, the law is on our side, the Constitution's on our side, and we'll see you in court. All truth will be revealed and we will win. Nothing can stop what's coming. These criminal cronies have ruined free market capitalism in this country. That's why the kids are taught that socialism is the, uh, is the answer. The kids are taught that socialism, socialism is the answer because all they know is crony capitalism. Coming out from BlockWorks, though, you're, and the reason why this is important is because we're starting to see the narrative is here. The IMF is admitting that the Russia-Ukraine crisis could boost crypto adoption. So even though it, it's a grim picture, we are entering a recession. Where I already argued that we're in the middle of a depression. If you look at our growth and our GDP, it's depressed. That's a depression. Amidst all of that, we still can see a crypto pump because the crisis that we're now in is, is, is boosting crypto adoption because people are selling off their dollars that they know are being inflated and the values being destroyed. And they, they want to move to something that's permissionless and decentralized. Thank you for the gifts, Mike. Thank you for the gifts. I appreciate all of you guys. Crypto just dumped though. See, this is the problem, is you guys are looking at a 5% drop in Bitcoin. And you guys are getting worried already. We've just had a great recovery. We've been in the middle of a war. And we're holding great bullish posture. And we have a 5% slide, and you guys are worried. What are you worried about? We've already been wrecked. We're already down, uh, you know, way down from the all-time highs. What are you worried about? This is our moment. Now, the only thing that's going to kill this is going to be uh, a massive, massive, bad, bad event that I'm not even going to talk about, but you guys know the different scenarios that we could run through. But really what we're waiting for is regulation. Once regulation hits, this party is over. But in the meantime, we still are going to pump, in my opinion. When you look at the technical analysis, we did this same dump uh, back in the last previous bull run. If you go match up the fractals, we're still on point. We're still in a great spot. A 5% dip does not mean that this thing's over. Considering everything that's been going on, we're in great bullish posture. And when the inflation numbers come out, 
I think that's gonna be released on April 12th, but don't hold me to that. When the inflation numbers come out, you're gonna see. People know that their value is getting destroyed, so they're spending money on necessities. If they have any extra money, they're ditching the US dollar. Don't worry about short-term movement. You know, I had the opportunity to buy XRP today and hit a new milestone in my personal bag. I bought it. I don't care what the price is. 82 cents and then the market dumped. I don't care. I woke up and I saw 5% down and I bought. It slid another 5%. Didn't care. I was already off working. Already already focused on making more money. I don't care. And then sure enough, it's already recovered back to the price that I bought at. Every time I buy crypto, it dumps. I don't care. At this point, we're just continue to stack. It doesn't matter. Now, we got, we got some exciting XRP Ripple news. And I know that I said that I was going to talk about XRP more, but it's impossible, guys. I, I, you know, I want to talk about cryptocurrency and nothing else excites me. I'm sorry. None of these cryptos turn me on. None of the stories about these other cryptos turn me on. They just don't get me going. Your cryptos are lame. The rest of these cryptos, they don't even solve problems. Even the small problems that they solve aren't exciting. So this is why I continue to just cover XRP and Ripple. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. If you guys want to know about all these other poop coins, I don't have any information. I don't spend any time looking at a coin that's an Inu token. I don't look at anything that has ape in it. I don't waste my time. So for those of you guys who don't remember, back in 2017, the biggest crypto assets ranked by performance. It's not an accident that they went after Ripple, says Digital Asset Investor. Now, if we look, Ripple went up in, in 2017, 36,000%. It had the largest gains in the whole cryptocurrency space. Bitcoin only had 1,300%. The 10X. XRP. 36,000%. Now, I'm not saying that we're going to do a 36,000% again. All I'm saying is to remember that XRP pumps last and it pumps the hardest. Check out this, this stuff that I got for you guys, though, tonight. This is incredible. This is incredible. Uh, one sec. I'm going to get to that. But in the meantime here, from Neats Bucks on Twitter, I know people selfishly worry that Chris's actions will hurt the price of XRP or even Bitcoin. But have you ever considered that this is the problem? This industry runs on greed, and when someone tries to help the larger world and Bitcoin survival, it's only seen through the lens of money lost. Now, this is in regards to even XRP influencers, XRP community members, attacking Chris Larson, saying that it's a bad look that he's going after Bitcoin proof of work. My whole point with this whole thing, and I did listen to Anthony Pompliano and uh, Chris Larson, the podcast today. I did listen to that. Uh, what, what I find interesting is that the biggest Bitcoin maxi, his main sponsor is a online gambling website. I'm sure that that's just a coincidence. But uh, nonetheless, I listened to the podcast relatively whatever. I mean, basically, they focused on the proof of work discussion. What they don't talk about is the fact that XRP does what Bitcoin does as far as being a store of value, being open source and permissionless, but it has a hundred times more utility. 
We never got to that part of the conversation with Chris Larson and Anthony Pompliano. It was all focused on Bitcoin proof of work. And although I think that proof of work is destroying the environment, it's not good, it's all that, but XRP makes Bitcoin irrelevant. That's the conversation that I'm here for. When you can hold XRP as a reserve currency, just like Ripple said in 2017, a simple goal of making XRP a world reserve currency, why do you need Bitcoin? When you can use it in an open, decentralized, permissionless way, you can actually build utility on top of it. You can actually settle a transaction in three seconds. I mean, you guys already know, a hundred times more utility and it has the only utility or function that Bitcoin has in, in being a store of value. So Bitcoin's irrelevant. Whether Bitcoin updates from proof of work to proof of stake to some, some sort of other consensus algorithm, it's irrelevant. It really just does not matter. Now, everyone's getting in a tissy over Chris spending $5 million on, of his own money. You know, like I always say, I'm not, I'm not some tree hugger, but the fact of the matter is, Chris is right. If Bitcoin grows, it, and he wants Bitcoin to grow and succeed, and I genuinely think that he, he does believe that, is that Bitcoin should grow and should succeed, but it's going to be using as much energy as some of the major countries like Japan here soon. It's already using as much energy. One transaction could power a house in America for three months. What's going on? Why are we running that network? Like we should have that conversation. Greenpeace aside, tree hugger, climate change propaganda aside, whether climate change, is, uh, I'm not a climate change denier. I listened to Dan Pena's story about going down to Antarctica and listening to the scientists laugh their ass off when he asked them about global warming. Climate change, well, I'll let you guys figure that one out. I'm not here to discuss that. What I'm here to talk about is actually getting something done. Bitcoin doesn't get anything done, right? So I don't think that it's out of place. I don't think that it's out of line for Chris to address. And, and I mean, I'm glad. We should all be glad as XRP holders. It's a bad look. These, these guys, <laughs> they want to tell Chris Larson what a bad look is, what being professional is about. I think that Chris, Chris has that figured out, but... Anyways, let's continue on. I got some exciting stuff for you guys here. Oh, before we go on to more XRP news, I just want to say I found this. Jeremy Kaufman, who is the CEO of Library, is in New York City for the final round of depositions with the SEC tomorrow. Four years of continuous harassment finally starting to come to a close. So this is exciting, okay? CEO of Library, we're going to be watching that case closely. So that's good to see. That case might be getting settled here soon. That'll be something to watch. Now, shout out to Wrath of Kahneman, OG XRP researcher. This guy finds documents every single day. Huge shout out to Wrath of Kahneman. International Federation of Accountants notes Ripple transaction protocol explored by a few larger organizations to improve supply chain management through greater autom automation, transparency, and visibility. So this is from May of 2021. The International Federation of Accountants notes that Ripple is being explored by larger organizations for supply chain management. Now, I've never heard of XRP being used for that utility, but it absolutely can. Easily. 
I mean, it's ready to run the whole internet of value. It's ready for all the money. And we have the document here to prove here that it's being explored for supply chain management as of May of 2021. Great find, great find. And we have another one from Rath Economist coming up as well. But before we go back to Rath Economist, I have this from TAIG XRP. The United States Department of Homeland Security. Check this out, guys. This is coming from the Homeland Security, Department of Homeland Security here in America. A Studies and Analyst Institute. This is coming from the Homeland Security Studies and Analyst Institute. Quote, it is more likely that in the near future, a currency agnostic P2P payment transfer mechanism like Ripple will be used to access U.S. dollars instead of a cryptocurrency like Bitcoin. Ripple, XRP, is based on a consensus algorithm and is not controlled by a centralized institution or government. Users cannot invest in Ripple. Ripple Ripple also serves as a bridge currency, meaning it can convert currencies that otherwise are unable to transact together. There you have it. And another one, I want you guys to check this out. Recently, Ripple board member Sandy O'Connor became a BNY Mellon board member too. Almost exactly a year to the day after Ripple, she currently serves on both boards and Terex. I'll have to look at what Terex is. But this is Sandy O'Connor. And remember, she comes from JP Morgan. The JP Morgan guys and gals most definitely know what's going on. Okay? They most definitely are tapped in. Do not, do not confuse the facts here. Sandy O'Connor. She was the chief regulatory affairs officer for JP Morgan. So a year after joining the board at Ripple, she joins BNY Mellon. Now, for those of you who don't know, that's one of the oldest banks, uh, financial institutions in, in the United States. But I wanted to remind you of an interesting little story here. The last days of banking heir Matthew Mellon. So this is from Forbes. Is this trash? Here, here you go. Here's Matthew Mellon. So apparently he must have had a drug problem or something. So he, he ended up, yeah, he'd been battling an addiction. Uh, and it looks like he never made it. Right? Now this comes from three years ago. This is an older article. But what I want to show you guys. In addition to leaving behind three ch- children... Mellon's death raises many unanswered questions, including what will happen to the estimated 500 million of XRP digital currency he owned. Mellon's XRP had been worth well over 1 billion earlier in 2018, and he told Forbes in March he had been adding to the position as the price of the cryptocurrency plunged. So he was buying the dip. XRP is the digital currency of the financial payments company Ripple, and Mellon had acquired a large amount of it, mostly from an initial investment of about $2 million. Prior to the boom in cryptocurrencies, Mellon said he kept the digital keys to his XRP locked in cold storage in other people's names at various locations around the USA. So this is what's really, really interesting about this, is we have a connection to BNY Mellon, now, Sandy O'Connor joining the board there. But then we look here, Matthew Mellon, who's in, he's part of the family, was sitting on millions of XRP. 
sitting on a tremendous bag of XRP, and he was buying during the dip, right? Wow, look at this picture of him in the white and black checkerboard uh, pants here, Matthew Mellon. Interesting. So this guy had put his XRP in cold storage wallets and had it stashed all over the country in other people's names, and then he ended up passing away. Starting in 2012, Mellon bought Bitcoin and invested in several companies. See, this is the thing that you don't see, right? They don't tell you that they've invested in blockchain technology and done all these deals and are sitting on millions of XRP. It's not found out till they die or, or they've already packed their bags and they've already started to make their money. Then they let the retail traders know what's going on. Chad. Thank you for the 10 spot, brother. BNY Mellon to become primary custody for Circle's USDC stablecoin reserves. Breaking news. See, Mel BNY Mellon has been providing institutional grade custody uh, for a very long time, right? This is one of the biggest banks in America, one of the biggest banks in the world, I believe. But this is the tie to BNY Mellon. And now we have Sandy O'Connor. She's sitting on the board of Ripple. Now she joins the board of BNY Mellon. And she, she came from being the chief regulatory affairs officer for JP Morgan Chase. So if she was running regulatory affairs for JP Morgan and she left to go join Ripple in the middle of an SEC lawsuit, I wonder what she knows. I wonder what her and the boys and girls at JP Morgan know. I wonder what her and, and the guys over at BNY Mellon know. So, this is why I don't listen to, to all the FUD. There's a lot of it going around right now. A lot of people are frustrated, and I get that. It's hard to be patient here. That's the biggest thing with investing, especially in cryptocurrency. We get a trickle, trickle, and then we're going to get a flood. And that's coming. So you want to be positioned for that moment. Because we're going to be wrong for years. We've been wrong for years. Holding a bag for years. Right? While the rest of the space... Gets a pump and dump, is just running. Everyone else is making fun of us, making memes about us. Well, we look at the real players in the game. I look at the Sandy O'Connors. I look at Matthew Mellon, heir to the, to the BNY Mellon estate. If he's sitting on millions of XRP and buying the dip, maybe I should be too, right? Or should we be chasing ApeCoin? And I still see on TikTok kids talking about the newest NFT drop. I could not care less about any of these NFT things going on that is just based off pictures of worthless crap. I couldn't care less. What an absolute joke. If you're a hustler and that's how you play your cards, run it up. I wish you the best. I'm not going to knock the hustle. If you have eight hours a day to study in, uh, basically trading meme coins and NFTs and other garbage, I wish you the best. And, and if it works out, keep it up. What I do is I sit back here and I watch the biggest players. I listen to the kings and the queens. When Chris Larson pops on a podcast with Pomp, I listen to that. Every time David Schwartz gives a speech, I listen to that. Jed McCaleb just did a Twitter space recently. He was asked about XRP being a competitor to XLM. He said it's two different use cases and there's most definitely a place for XRP as well. So I listen to the people that are actually getting something done. The people who come from places like JP Morgan. The people who come from places like BNY Mellon. I stay focused. Keep your eyes on the prize right now. 
We dropped 5% today and people are in a panic. Is it going to drop lower? I don't know and I don't care. I got money to, to invest in crypto right now. I'm going to put some in. I'm going to save some to buy in later. I have not been, in, and I've been very open with you guys about this. I have not been going heavy into the space since the bear market started back in December. Since December, I have only bought XRP, XLM, XDC, IOTA, and silver. And I just updated, uh, I added diversified in regards to the Second Amendment little asset class. That's where I put my money. And then I focused the rest of my time on generating income, growing my businesses, and getting something done. I don't even watch the charts anymore. Well, I never did. I never do. I, I've never done technical analysis, really. And I watched the charts more back when I was trading last year. But now, I've, I've checked the charts once today, right before I got on this live. I'm lucky if I check the charts prices once in a day right now. That's how sure I am in on my investments and how long of a horizon I got that, you know, I just, I don't even check the prices anymore. I, I knew I was about to hit a milestone in my personal XRP bag today. So I, I did it. Didn't care what the price was. Under a dollar, it's a blessing. Thank you. We'll take it. What I want you guys to prepare for, though, is cryptocurrency is just one piece of this. You need to have a plan because the rest of it's hitting right now as well. Depending on where you live, you need to understand your situation. Some of you should be considering strategic location right now. You live in a city that, uh, especially at nighttime, it's the purge going on. Complete lawlessness and close to a third world status in some ways, I would say. Now, maybe that's a little bit harsh, but we're pretty freaking close. When you have dozens of people shot up every weekend in Chicago, that's the purge. That, that, that's not just a movie. That's the purge, guys. I mean, let's be real. So we put together a whole strategy. And I got to be careful here what I talk about on the public forums. Obviously, I'm very light about when I'm addressing, exposing all the corruption, everything, putting all that together for you guys. But at the end of the day, I want to give you just enough information so that you can take effective action. That's my focus. How do I not get taken out by the fact checkers, wake you up, give you enough truth, give you enough truth bombs to wake you up, to get you motivated to take action? But then the second part of it is actually giving you that strategy, exposing my crypto portfolio to you guys, letting you guys know how I'm positioning myself. Now, in my Discord group, I give my full strategies on business, real estate, everything. I'm, I'm starting to be more private as far as releasing my portfolio and all of my maneuvers while I'm here on the public forums. We're being watched and uh, we need to secure our safety and privacy. Even though I said that I'm not worried about my privacy as far as the government kind of watching how I'm spending my money and all that, um, I am concerned about my location, my strategic location is underway, my strategic relocation. We've been buying precious metals. We're positioning to uh, we're positioning to buy blood in the streets when it comes to real estate. I didn't bring up the real estate news tonight um, because I figured that I had enough to cover, but I didn't bring up the real estate news tonight. It's 
we're approaching some levels that we haven't seen in a while as far as affordability. It's it's going to be a it's a squeeze. I mean, we've already seen the prices, and um, so as far as real estate and business strategies, I share that with my Discord group, and uh, we've been locked in over the last three months, just just really locked in and executing right now, and we've also been prepping. Now, when I talk about prepping, I'm not talking about the end of the world. I'm not talking about the absolute end of the world. I'm talking about being able to withstand a storm, being able to handle any situation that comes at you. And I'm also talking about locking in the prices of the essentials that your family is going to need over the next six to 12 months. If, if you would have listened to my advice over the last year, we were talking about stocking up. We were talking about prepping. In my Discord group next month, we're going to have a couple classes on prepping. Because it's really important to have strategies that go further than just buying a couple cans of soup and sticking them on your shelf and a couple jugs of water. We, we go pretty deep with it. But the important part too is if, if you think that that's crazy, for one, that's very foolish and ignorant. Two, look at the supply chain crisis, not getting any better. Three, look at what's happening to the farmers. Four, look at the wholesale consumer. Uh, wholesale the producer price index not different from the consumer price index and then lastly understand that the government inflation numbers cpi data being at uh what is it eight percent now is an absolute lie so you can stay ignorant and you will get wiped out here you are going to get squeezed now even if we don't have the big financial tsunami that we think is coming doesn't hit you're still getting squeezed right now. So over the last year, if you had been prepping, if you had been stocking up on the essentials that you need, and to give you guys a very simple example, like myself, I have a baby, a newborn baby. We stock up on diapers. We stock up on the baby wipes. It's the essentials like that. It's, it's, it doesn't have to be end of the world apocalypse. It's I know that my diapers are going to go up 25% this year. I don't know if I'm going to catch a pump here in cryptocurrencies I know that the price of my diapers and my baby wipes are going to go up 25 to 50%. I'm going to stock up. So that's what we've been doing. And this is the full spectrum of our strategies that we're executing on right now. Now, the kids on TikTok, they just want the next 10x crypto. What's the next NFT drop, bro? Uh, well, they're in the wrong place. Thank you for tuning in. I appreciate you all. If you're listening to the podcast on Spotify, I appreciate all of you. If you're following us on Twitter, if you join our Discord exclusive group, we appreciate all the support. God bless you all. It's always a pleasure and we're going to continue doing this. We have all the platforms covered. We will continue to push out the message wherever we have to go.